Hi guys, welcome back to the Love and Touching of Love podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. And um, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope your week was great. I hope your weekend is going great. I hope you're resting, going for party, wedding, you know. Jai, jai. Give this up life, give this up life. And I know that your weekend is going to be even greater because you're hearing my voice and because of this episode. Yes, sir. <laughs> Anyhow, Sha. Um, on today's episode, I'm going to be answering some questions. Some questions as regards Christianity, God, the gospel, Jesus. Just some questions that people have. And it's important for me and for us as Christians to answer questions like this because you're helping people clear doubts. That's people who actually have these confusions, who actually have these doubts and they really need answers because it's easy for you to say go and search the scriptures and all of that but they, it, it's better when somebody first hand answers these questions for you and then you go into the scriptures and search and then you see that it's the truth or it's not and um it's just better because when I was growing up, I knew that it was something you ask a question and you feel like, no, don't ask that. Um, why are you asking that? And this is a child. So obviously the question is most likely innocent. And it's 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 not yet that a child would have questions like that because I know nothing about this religion. I was just born into it because my parents practiced it. And so definitely I'm going to have questions need to be answered. You shouldn't be shutting the child up and be telling them no, no, no question God. I'm not questioning God. I have sincere, genuine things that are confusing me in my little child brain and I need answers to that. Because it's from things like this that it now stems into okay, since I don't have answers here, I'm going to ask other people and those other people probably don't believe in the same thing that we as Christians believe and we answer and they give you different answers and then you branch into a different practice and then you just the cycle just continues. So it's important that we answer this question because we can we can start to show thyself approved. Study when you when you being asked a question you will have the answer. Alright and with that being said let's get right into this episode. The first question is why does this sound like a trivia game? <laughs> the first question is... People who are kind and who are good... You know, just genuinely good, kind people. But they don't believe in Jesus Christ. Right? But they are good, they are kind give to the poor and all of that they're just good people morally upright people but they don't believe in jesus when they die will they go to heaven or where will they go when they die i'll start by saying this the only way to heaven is through jesus christ the only way to heaven is through jesus christ he says it in his word i am the way the truth and the life the only way to the father through me all right so the only way to heaven is through jesus 
by believing is to, by believing in the finished works of Christ. And what does the finished works of Christ entail? It entails the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the atonement of your sins. And so when you believe that Christ died for your sins, he was buried, he resurrected on the third day. And by believing that he died for your sins, your sins have been forgiven. You have been made whole, you have been made righteous. You have been made a new man in Christ by reason of the shedding of the blood of Christ. You are saved. You believe this with your in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Christ died for your sins. Your sins are forgiven because Christ shed his blood for you. He who knew no sin became sin for you. That the Holy Spirit now dwells on your inside as a reason of this belief, as a reason of this acceptance of your sacrifice. That's is your is your ticket to heaven that is how you are saved that is how you make in echoes that is how you make heaven that is how you get to heaven that is the only way to heaven by believing in the finished works of christ not by being good not by being morally upright because to be very honest anybody can be morally upright it's just that it might not last because anybody can be morally upright either by reason of your upbringing you were just brought up in that manner by reason of your temperament you're just a kind a nice a gentle person sin that you got from the first Adam, the Adam in the garden of Eden, because that nature is still in you, you see that temperament, you see that upbringing, it can fluctuate, that's why people say things like, don't make me forget my, my home training, you feel forget your home training, yeah, you can forget it, and so no matter how nice you are, no matter how kind you are, no matter how well-meaning you have been brought up to be, it can fluctuate based on situation, environment how the other person is is treated based on the other person's reaction to you it can fluctuate but then when your good works come as a result of your salvation it is now embedded in your nature it is now embedded in your nature and so it does not fluctuate as a result of how the other person is treating you as a result of how you feel at the moment the, the certain circumstance or situation or environment, it is in your nature now. That nature of sin has been removed. You no longer have a natural proclivity to sin. Then you begin to birth good works. Actual good works. Not that you have, not that you having good works will bring you your salvation. Your salvation will birth good works. I hope you have understood what I am saying. So I'll just move to the next question. Um, why did Jesus have to die? Um, I'll start by saying this. So the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. That is the punishment of sin. Death. It might not mean 
well, the wages of sin is death. And so for sin to be forgiven, blood has to be shed. Sorry. For sin to be forgiven, blood has to be shed. And so, the blood of bulls and goats that they used to slaughter in the Old Testament, because in the Old Testament, you see the Israelites, every year, they, they, they had to bring an animal to the altar and confess their sins on that animal and then slaughter the animal. That was a way of them transferring their sins so the animal was the sacrifice they transferred their sin onto the animal and then killed the animal and then the blood of that animal would atone for their sins and then they would be cleansed of their sins that was the practice in that day and that was also a way for god to show us what 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 christ was going to do later on that christ was going to take up the sins of the world and shed his blood and his blood will cleanse us of our sins. But this time, with Christ, it will be once and for all. That is why Christ had to come to die. Because blood has to be shed for sin to be forgiven. But the, bo- but the blood of bulls and goats, of animals in general, were not sufficient. They were not sufficient to cleanse the sins of man once and for all. And God's plan was not to continue making us bring animals to the altar every year, every year, every year, every year. Imagine doing that in this Bari regime. People sing with a pile up. In fact, <laughs> oh my God. Anyhow, Sha. So that was not God's ultimate plan. That we would just keep bringing animals to the altar every year, every year, every year. His ultimate plan was that our sins would be cleansed once and for all and we would be made new. his ultimate plan that is why jesus christ had to die and also because god is just and god is merciful so he's the two in one how can somebody be just and merciful it's god god is just and merciful he is just because he has to keep the law if the law says the wages if the law says the wages of sin is death if the law says that for sin to be forgiven blood has to be shed then somebody has to die but I don't want these people to die. I love them too much. I don't want them to die. And I have promised before that I will not destroy the earth again. Remember when he destroyed, you know, the earth during the time of Noah. And he has promised that he will not destroy the earth again. He will not destroy the earth again. And he used the rainbow as a sign of that covenant to seal the covenant. I will not destroy the earth again. And so I love these people. I don't want them to die. And I also want to keep to my promise that I meet him and son Noah. So what should I do? And then he sought out a plan. And then he saw that the only way was to send Jesus. And why Jesus was perfect, was the perfect Messiah, why Jesus was was, was um, eligible enough to die was because, first of all, Jesus wasn't conceived 
by human relations. Jesus wasn't conceived by a man meeting a woman and then the woman getting pregnant because if he was conceived through that means, which is the means through which we all were conceived, he would have had the nature of the first Adam, which is the same nature. And so once he has that same nature, he has a proclivity to sin and would have ended up probably sinning at some point and would have cut him off and would have made him ineligible to be the Messiah, which is why he had to be conceived through the Holy Spirit and which is why Mary had to have a virgin birth. Mary had to have a virgin birth so that Jesus would be born with the original design, the original design in which God made man with no proclivity to sin, with no proclivity to fleshly desires. And so these are the things that make Jesus eligible to be our Messiah, that make Jesus eligible to die for the sins of the world. He was the Son of God. He was God because he was conceived through the Holy Spirit. He was conceived through the Holy Spirit, so which is what makes him the Son of God. Not that God gave birth to his son. He is called the Son of God because he was conceived through the Holy Spirit. And because he was conceived through the Holy Spirit, he has no proclivity to sin. And so he can live 30 years on this earth without falling into sin because he doesn't have that nature. He felt the things that we felt, hunger, feeling sleepy, tiredness, anger, sadness, but he didn't have the proclivity to sin. And so that made him eligible to be our Messiah. And so which is why it says that him that knew no sin, Jesus Christ knew no sin, him that knew no sin became sin for us. So that is why Jesus had to die. That is why Jesus had to die. Because blood has to be shed. And God is just. And he is also merciful. And the blood of bulls and goats could not quantify. They could not, they were not enough. Yeah. I hope you understand what I just said. I hope you understand what I just said. I really do. Because I'm trying to not talk too much or expand or do too much talking. I'm trying to explain it in the the most simple way. Alright? The last question I think would be, that would be for this episode is, um, why is there evil in the world? You know? It's almost like, why does God allow evil things happen? If God is really sovereign, he sees these things and he lets them, in quote, he lets them happen. Now, God is sovereign, true, true, and true. But God is not a controller. He doesn't have a remote that he's using to press our buttons from up there. He's sovereign. He knows the end, the beginning from the end. He knows the beginning from the end. He's sovereign. He knows our hearts. He knows our minds sovereign he is the creator of the world in essence he rules the world but he is not a controller God created every single human being 
but he also gave every single human being free will. I'll say that again. God created every single human being, but he also gave every single human being free will, which is why you have the choice to choose whether or not you want to accept the sacrifice of Christ or you don't want to. Even after all he suffered and he did, it is not by force. It is still a choice. So God gave every human being free will. God gave every human being a choice. So whether you have received the life of Christ or not, understand that there are people who are out there in the world who have different practices, who worship different things, don't have the same, are not being led by the same thing that you are being led by as a Christian. A Christian is being led by the Holy Spirit. Not everybody is being led by the Holy Spirit. The heart of man is desperately wicked. There are evil people in the world and these evil people, these wicked people, have free will also. God did not collect their free will. He didn't take it from them. And it is unfair for you to think in your mind, well, why can why, why would he allow them to do that? If he has given you free will, he's, he's a fair God. He's a fair God. Because if God did not give us free will, we will say eh, everything that we are doing is treating us like robots. You know, we, we he will still complain and he would be tagged an unfair God. But God is fair. God is fair. And so even people that are evil, people that are wicked, people that are being led by other things, people that are being controlled by the devil, they have free will. Which is why there are people who murder, who kill, murder and kill are the same thing, who murder, who rape, who steal who do all sorts of evil things. Another reason why there's evil in the world is because the world is in a falling state. The, the, the state and the condition and the manner in which God created the world at the beginning, when, when Adam and Eve were still at the Garden of Eden, it is not the same way. That's not how the world is now. When Adam and Eve did what they did in the Garden of Eden, everything scattered. the world turned upside down. That's why you see from the beginning of the Old Testament, you just see rebellion, chaos up and down, up and down, up and down, because everything went sideways. But glory to God, even from at the time that Adam and Eve did what they did, God had already sent a plan in place, put a plan in motion that aside so the world is in a fallen state and so if the world is in a fallen state if it is not in the original design that god made it to be for all things to be easy and good and rosy and soft life-ish bad things will happen bad things will happen accidents will occur plane crashes will occur people will die out of sickness that's why now you can be sick the original design in which the world was made to be and in which our bodies were made to be we we were not inclined to sickness we're not inclined to death, physical death, or is it? Yeah, we're not inclined to death, we're not inclined to sickness and all of those things. But because the world is in a fallen state, we are in a fallen state. But by receiving the life of Christ, God has brought us back to the original design. And when we attain eternal, and when he comes again, the, the plan will now be, everything would would be complete, complete, complete. 
lost my friend during the plot. So, 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 now you can be sick. Now you can be sick. Now people can go into accidents. Sickness can kill people. Different things can happen because the world is in a fallen state. It really has nothing to do with God. It has nothing to do with God. You can say, oh, why can't he stop it? Well, he has already put a plan in motion to stop it. His plan to stop it has already been executed. The death of Christ. The death of Christ is the plan. And so when you believe in the sacrifice of Christ, which is why the sacrifice of Christ and believing in it is really the answer to everything. Because the plan has already been set. The plan has already been executed. It will only come into full completion when Christ comes again. But he has already done it. When you believe in the sacrifice of Christ, you become a new man in Christ. Yes, your body does not change. Yes, you can still fall sick. But at the end of the day, you have eternal life. And so whatever happens, you know your destination. You are not unsure. You are not worried of where you're going to be. And at the end of the day, when Christ comes again, we will then come into our eternal bodies that can no longer fall sick or die. And so the plan has actually already been executed. It's just that the full completion of the plan will only come at the second coming of Christ. So what you want God to do, he has done it by sending his son. So receive the life of Christ today. Anyways, that would be the last question for this episode. I will try to answer other questions in another episode and I hope that you really you've understood everything that I have said I tried to cut it short and not talk too much and not go too broad and start confusing people and try to make it as simple and as short as possible and I hope that I did I hope that you understand I hope that this will clear doubts I hope that this will clear confusions I hope that this would remove would take away lies that you've heard wrong doctrines that you've heard about God, about Christianity, about Jesus. I just hope that this will bless you. This will touch your heart. In Jesus' name. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys on the next episode.